0: You're listening to Amazingly Terrible? Well, golly!
1: Today on Amazingly Terrible, we watched Land of the Lost, Episode 38, Hot Air Artist. Splendid! (laughs) Perfect!
2: You're listening to Amazingly Terrible. Show reviews so uselessly out of date were classified as an art form. My name is, insert name here. Pleasure to meet
0: you, insert name. <laughs> My name is blank. Am I Mike? Yeah. Who am I? I
2: yeah, thought I was you, David. Who's who? Like I don't know who. Yeah, who am I supposed to be? My Matt. Oh, I'm not. No, man, Mike's I'm Matt. way too high for this. Oh, okay. That <laughs> <laughs> just <means> I'm Adam. <laughs> uh, your
3: clothes are so out of date that it's an art form. Wait, are you both being me? (laughs) I don't know. i got to snobbishly talk about art somehow. Yeah, yeah. Got to do it. Anime sucks. It does. (laughs) Wait, am I you?
2: (laughs) Oh, senpai.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm you. Oh, well, uh, it's not true. Actually... There were several animes I'll try to justify my boner for.
2: Uh, intros. My name's Adam. Uh, yes.
0: Uh, no, I'm Mike.
3: I'm also Mike. Oh, no. Uh-oh. We can't <laughs> have yeah, two of not you. Mike. <laughs> we're, we're, we're multiplying by mitosis. Uh, oh, is that what you put in me? Your <laughs> Just
1: Just the tip. Ew. <laughs> That's where all the warts are. So, 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 who is everyone's favorite dinosaur as a kid? Oh man! Oh, anyone who doesn't say T Rex is lying.
0: I definitely. I felt like I wanted T Rex. I knew T Rex should be my favorite. I just <laughs> never felt very close to it. You know, I'm yeah, a, I I identified more with like uh, Brachiosaurus and Diplodocus.
1: That's, that's your uh, that, that's, that's your early hipsterism. Uh, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like,
0: you, you should eat. You should lay around in water and have a brain in your ass. Nice.
3: That's right. Back then, they thought that uh, the dinosaurs all, like, submerged. Had two brains. Thems- well, had yeah. two brains and submerged themselves
1: in water to keep themselves up. Well, it's the brontosaurus, because they just assembled that from, like, spare bones they had lying around.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. also, it had Technically, the whole- they, they, did they did
1: that them. with all of them.
3: And it had the, uh, the nose on the top of its head. Um, yeah. So they that's thought that it had to a bit of a snorkel.
0: That's a
2: different dinosaur.
3: It was a brontosaurus.
2: Was it? So, so my my favorite was actually the uh, the triceratops or the ankylosaur. Mm. Mine was definitely the ankylosaur. Yeah. Wow, the ankylosaur. Yeah, the, cause really? Because I had the I had the, uh, the ball on, on the end of its tail that it could use for bashing things. I, I don't know,
0: man. The, the I can understand the Triceratops a lot, because that, sh- that shit is awesome. Best-looking dinosaur, in my opinion.
3: You're right, uh, Matt. It's not the Brontosaurus. It's the Brachiosaurus that had the snorkel nose. Ankylosaur. Armored eyelids.
0: Oh, pretty oh, sweet. Yeah, that's right. That's so metal.
3: I liked uh, the dinosaur with the gigantic skull that... Uh, <laughs> Would bash like as part of their mating oh. um, and oh, dominance yeah, yeah. ritual? It's they like would smash their heads into each other. No, yeah. it's a really hard name to to say. Um,
0: that one was weird. They Paca. they looked like monks because they looked like they had a tonsure. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, here it is. It's packy I just thought it was great <laughs> because um, my mom always said that um, I was always banging my head into things and I had such a hard head because I wouldn't listen. And I'm like, mm. this this is my fucking dinosaur right here. Hard-headed dinosaur. Were all the dinosaurs feathered? I, I feel like I keep on getting conflicting articles where they're like, oh no, all dinosaurs were feathered. It's like, no, only late, you know, Jurassic dinosaurs were feathered. and
1: it's like, I think they don't know. Yeah, they only have really good enough fossil records to confirm for one or two dinosaurs yeah. that, they were, that they were... And
0: they're the, all the, like, the real little chicken ones. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, well, yeah, although maybe they say, size,
3: but There's yeah. some people that are like, no, the t Rex has, has feathers.
2: Dinotopia. I was trying to think of that fucking book for, like, the last half hour. Dinotopia.
3: Yeah, man, you had that book. I
0: remember reading it at your place. Yep. Beautifully illustrated.
2: Oh, very nice.
0: But it's so cheesy.
3: Working.
2: Yep. Well, it was made for kids, so...
3: Not to be confused with just Four Kids, which is a really bad um, anime dubbing company.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't it be crazy to do like the opposite of what Four Kids did and make a Dinotopia TV show that was like dark and gritty, (laughs) uh, put it on television, and have it cancel that for three episodes?
2: Uh, Did something like that exist? I think so. The way you're talking about it, David. It makes, it, makes me think there's actually know, one of those think, bouncing around up there.
1: Yeah, I think it was something.
2: Okay.
0: Dino Riders. Dino Riders. A, a gritty reboot of Dino Riders would
2: be pretty great. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be. That would be.
1: Netflix original series. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm just thinking uh, of Are like too a, late
1: for that or are they still doing that?
0: What? Making original shows? Netflix yeah, we could series. go pitch it. Yeah.
1: No, well, well, well making... Original show to the degree that we could go pitch it and like get signed. I mean, we've got as
0: much chance as anybody else, according to the shows I've seen.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, Dynatopio <laughs> actually was a miniseries that aired on ABC in, 20, in 2002.
0: Yeah, I think they made a show. Wow. I never saw it. That Maybe, long yeah, ago. Was,
2: yep, that long ago. It's crazy. And it's a miniseries.
1: I, must, I think I was thinking of a Terra Firma or something like that. Oh,
0: is that the one where they go the, back in
1: time? No, no. Well, I guess they did, but mostly there's like just time portals, and most of the dinosaurs come here.
2: Well, and there was the uh, the Doctor Who episode where they had the dinosaurs on the spaceship. And there's the uh, Voyager episode where there's dinosaurs on the spaceship. There's that Enterprise episode with the dinosaurs on the spaceship. I can't wait
1: for Jenna's greatest generation to get
2: to enterprise
1: I, I would love to know what happens in enterprise without having to watch
2: it Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well my favorite part is that in a recent episode they were talking about the uh, Betazoid, the ghost psycho on the uh, uh, starship Voyager and how yeah. and they, they keep talking about how like they they wish they would have done more with him he comes back later on in the series and actually like
1: yeah, uh, I do remember they they do bring him back like a season or two later for like yeah. one episode,
2: and it's almost like a, a secret weapon for when like the ship gets infiltrated. He then just like gets out and starts they killing just, people left and right. They just let crazy guy out. Uh, yeah, kind of.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like I like that a lot. That's like comic book writing.
1: <laughs> that that that's Silence of the Lambs right there. No, I mean they basically just have a Hannibal Lecter, just sitting there waiting.
2: He kills all the bad people, just like that other serial killer TV show, Dexter. Well, if named after okay. Dexter the dinosaur, which we have in Land of the Lost. Boom! I got there. Get done.
0: <laughs> yep. Perfect transition i feel (laughs) i feel like i've been swept through a a a yonic portal into the land of the lost with that transition (laughs) hi i'm matt and this is my journey i was transported through a a, a vagina-like opening in time
2: (laughs) that's what they that's really what they needed for the land of the lost is like somebody getting attacked by a t-rex And then it just sort of, like, doing the freeze frame, being like, Hi! My name's Jack. I bet you're wondering how I got here. They call me Grumpy. (laughs) And the answer
1: is, he went in a canoe trip down the wrong river. It does open with some very deliverance music.
2: So, The Land of the Lost was created by David Gerald, And he is uncredited for the, um, uh, for the creation. But he's actually most well known as one of the, uh, uh, original Star Trek writers. Uh, he actually wrote Trouble with Tribbles, and he was involved with uh, a lot of production for other um, sci-fi television programs. And I think he actually got a couple of awards for some short stories back in the day.
0: So what you're saying is, his record's not good.
2: <laughs> He's getting work, at least. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, you're dubious. Uh-huh. Have so, you watched
1: the old Star Trek?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've I've actually seen the episode Trouble of Tribbles. So
1: Have you even seen Star Trek? Well, I've watched I've watched other
2: episodes and
1: Trouble of Tribbles is good.
2: Yeah, Trouble of Tribbles <laughs> is good comparatively. Yeah. Yeah, so so he did some work on that, but the actual showrunners were Sid and Marty Croft. Uh They yes. co developed the series with Alan Foschko. And the, the Croft brothers
0: at last, these two fucking the ghoul demons, hallucinogenic demons that haunted our childhoods have shown up. Finally, yes. we can talk about them.
2: Really? <laughs> so they, yeah. they are... Uh, uh, Sid and Marty Croft are brothers that started producing entertainment back in um, 1949 with their original unaired pilot wow. called Irving which uh, featured uh, marionettes in different, like, live-action events, but they were all marionettes. Mm-hmm. The very first the big reign success of evil. they had. Yep, yeah, the Reign of Evil started in 1949. Yep. The first big success, though, was the Banana Splits, which was uh, 1968. You may not have, like, seen it, but I'm sure you've probably heard of it. And there's I've heard music, of it. music of it that kind of permeates pop culture, so... so I'm sure that you've come across some bits and pieces of the Banana Splits.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean they they were like the monkeys. They were like a constructed yeah, pop thing.
2: Mm. Yep. There's a like what is it? Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Just catch was like the music. The music for it. That's all I remember about it. But pretty much if you ever came across something when you were a kid of Uh, Live-action humans interacting with life-size puppets or people wearing, like, different type of puppet suits or whatever, then you've seen a a Croft joint. That was definitely Sid Marty Croft.
0: Have you ever woken up in a cold sweat, hallucinations of people tormented by giant, evil, extra-dimensional beings, but the production value was through the fucking ass? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then you've you know you've seen a Sid and Mardi Gras. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
2: They uh, they it, definitely almost everything that they may, made was psychedelic, and like it, it, totally seemed like they were tripping on LSD the entire time they were writing. So, but the important part is they actually were developing shows up through 2016.
0: Uh, where they will their evil never stop? I guess. Two thousand sixteen is, is when they went. They finally got their final job. They they got a uh, puppet elected president.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Trump was created by Sid and Marty Krofft. Yeah, nice. he's the
0: culmination nice. of all the evil they've poured collectively into our brains.
2: Of course, of course.
0: And Jesus. and here's here's why I say it's evil. Because it's bad, yeah. It's it's so bad. Uh, like I love the fun ideas and like the creativity, and like it just is. It just doesn't work. It's so uh, gut wrenchingly bad.
2: Nice. Uh, uh, <sighs> sorry, I I need to I need to issue a uh, redaction here right off the bat. I did say that uh, they started off their career. Uh, Sid and uh, Marty Croft started off their career with uh, nineteen forty nine. A uh, pilot called he- "Here's Irving." Here's Irving was actually 1957. The first oh. thing they did was was a live show in 1949 called "Howdy, Mister Ice of 1950." <laughs> and I have and I have no idea what it is because there's no link attached to it. And I'm.
0: It sounds uh, like an advertising I'm thing. thing or like I'm a, a hack, and
2: I don't want to see it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it sounds like it's an advertising or like um like a a, a feature that was funded by. For like a trade show or something.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: This is why you shouldn't give amateurs work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. Only people yeah. with experience should be given jobs. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: That, I mean, That's
1: a, it's a sustainable model. This is
2: very sustainable. Yes. <laughs> the kids gotta.
1: The
0: kids gotta learn somehow.
2: Okay. Learn so, that they
0: can't have jobs.
2: <laughs> so the land of law starts off with. Um, Starts off with some very fine banjo music.
4: The door of time. Playing, uh,
2: while they try to explain the concept of the Land of the Lost, <laughs> which is essentially a, a family went hiking uh, somewhere in some place called Circle. And they wound up uh, going through a portal that was opened in a uh, gigantic 1,000-foot waterfall. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And since we're in Season 3 of Land of the Lost, Mm -hmm. that means uh, Rick Marshall, the dad of... Uncle. uh, He's Uncle Jack. Nope, 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 the Rick Marshall. Rick Rick Marshall, the father of uh, Will and Holly has actually left the Land of the Lost to go back to the real world and left his children behind, and his brother Jack Marshall just happens to find the same portal and then get stranded in the same place in the same time with the kids.
0: Oh, it sounds like they had a a recasting event.
2: It sounds like somebody's contract came up and they didn't like the new deal they got. Yeah, sounds like somebody got fired.
1: It's very similar to the last season of Sliders, where the body double of Jerry O'Connor was sucked into a portal while being shot from the back. Oh God, yeah. that's <laughs> <Exactly>. right.
3: <laughs> I, can we talk about how this is season three and they mm-hmm. still have to give us the entire fucking explanation? Like, well, they don't. They they they're just doing
1: the recast. Uh... Explanation.
3: So this is season three, episode eight. So I, I guess they just they only I guess it's like other things where they just have one opening for the entire season. But it just yeah, seems like they're kind of giving us a really long, drawn out, what, two minute yeah. intro or minute.
1: Hammerman was really long. <laughs> Hammerman
0: was a complicated concept.
2: <laughs> Hammerman was a complicated concept. <laughs> I needed to know that his shoes could talk. I needed to know that he got the power from another guy that wasn't related to him that also had magic shoes.
3: Yes. But- I feel like our youth was spent having people needlessly repeat themselves to us. And I that's why we need to be told multiple things. Like I maybe that's this is just me, but like we were just Uh, multiplication tables and writing shit on a chalkboard 40 times and you know our youth was spent just being repeated to
0: that's because we come from a time when memory mattered like you didn't have the entire internet in your pocket
3: exactly which is horrible uh, or it's great but I still have a (laughs) horrible memory like it didn't work on me I I still can't remember like what's five times five 25
0: okay Okay. there you go yeah you got it so why can't I remember no,
1: no, to like, you know... It's uh, like, what, what's the street address of your house? Oh, God.
2: Uh, what is your social security number? <laughs> what is your mother's maiden name? No, no, you can't remember that <laughs> one. So do kids now... And by,
3: by kids, I don't mean like kids' kids, but like Gen Z, like, do they not know their own social security number? And like, do they have everything <laughs> written down? Um, like, let do me, they have let like me, an let, let me answer this for you. everything?
2: As, as a employer of... Uh, not even Ooh. Gen Z, but of uh, yes. uh, some late stage millennials. Um, the answer is uh, yes. Like, uh, they can't remember their social security number.
3: <laughs> so, oh. so it is. So it's actually effective. What you're saying is that shit worked.
0: I didn't know it till grad school. Um, so I've been re I've been listening to the audio book of A Distant Mirror, uh, which is um, a history of the 14th century in Europe. Uh, which is fucking good. Hmm, interesting. Uh, uh, the 14th century was prodigiously fucked up. Um, yeah. Is that is they, that the time
2: frame when they had the city that started everybody started dancing and they couldn't stop? It was like uh, yes,
0: that's around that time frame. Okay. Yeah. Is this
2: also around the uh, the
3: bubonic plague or is that?
0: It is bubonic plague times. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um. Okay, go ahead. Well, anyway, they they comment that like um because everything was done uh verbally um, people r- rhetoric was very very repetitive because you needed people to remember things so you would belabor the point and restate it and say it again over and over in lots of different ways hmm. in order to be understood because so so much was communicated verbally and that was that so the language was completely maximized for that kind of communication. But it also led to people like Scribes having the facility to exactly recall the mm-hmm. comments of of, a, of someone and, you know, note it down.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I will hand it to the younger generations. Their adaptability, like, yeah. Yeah. We, we have, like, belabored information to the point where it has been, you know, pounded into our head. But younger generations are able to just... Flip and redirect, and um, we all remember, you know, math and multiplication and carrying the one and writing stuff down. Kids nowadays, because of Common Core, um, they're able to fundamentally break math down into base 10 in their heads. And so, you know, if we were told, all right, what's 365 plus 427 plus 738? We'd have to write that down, carry Mm -hmm. the one, do long, but they can actually. Take all those numbers, mash them up in their heads, turn them into round numbers. You know, to the yeah, hundreds, to the tens, and it's, then do it in their head. It's it's blisteringly it's, fast. It like it's, it's sixteen hundred
2: thirty nine, when- Mike.
3: Did you do a calculator? No. Right?
2: no, I just made some shit up. I didn't even. Oh, okay. <laughs> <added>.
3: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, it, most kids nowadays uh, use calculators, but they actually teach them to do that shit in their head. And I watched someone do that in in a store, and I'm like, How did you do that? And they're like, We just we just got taught that way. And I'm like, Shit, I had to find a piece of pen, like a paper and a pencil.
2: Kids are looking at you yeah. and they're just like, we're smarter than you. That's why. I, yeah.
3: And then I'm like, no.
2: Because they, um, they cared yeah. about us, grandpa.
3: Jesus. Yeah. Like, list the first 50 presidents, bitch. Can,
2: can you list the first either. 50 presidents? <laughs> no, I, was I, I say.
3: Yeah. We actually haven't had, we, we, we haven't even had 50 no presidents. Have yeah, we? the last one yeah. was 45. We're on 46 <laughs> yeah, well, now. Uh, 40, yeah. 45 or 46. Yeah,
2: exactly. We're on, so. No, we're on
3: 46. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am really good at talking out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm old, nice. so people are like, "Oh, this guy must know what he's talking about." It is actually a skill. <laughs> it is. A, it's. I, I'm. I'm at 100.
2: <laughs> let's let's get in. Let's get into the episode. Going into the research and looking at some of the storyline for the show, the the Marshals actually, if I'm looking at this correctly, if I'm reading through this correctly, the Marshalls go to the land of the lost because future Rick Marshall. Opens up the portal to send them back, him and his kids back in time, so he can then save his kids in the present, thus creating a paradox and then fixing the paradox. Is that right?
3: Are you saying that this show is based on historical
2: events? Here's my postulation. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) David, was I right there, or was that. Am I wrong about that?
1: Uh, Okay, so I I do want to say I. In the past a few years ago I did try to watch this series. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay. And I got and I got to and I got to season 3 before I gave up on it.
2: <laughs> okay. So you're saying season
1: <laughs> 3 is fought, when I, is I, I when this garbage gets bad. No. No, I'm it's not saying. This that it's where the garbage
2: gets good. <laughs> and he had to stop watching. It's
1: it's, it's where the cumulative hours of watching uh, reach a critical point where I can't take it anymore. What am I doing with my life?
0: So, would you say <laughs> this episode is typical or atypical?
1: I guess it's pretty typical.
2: Yeah. 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 It but, seemed like uh,
1: it. I, I do have some memories of watching this as a kid. I this was the.
2: I watched it as a kid too. I think.
1: This This is what came on after the cartoons were over.
2: Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That that was that was my experience as well. This came on after the cartoons, but before the Brady Bunch. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And it just it,
1: seems so, it just
3: seemed to drag on. And, and yeah. uh, a word to warning to our listener: um, if you're thinking of Land of the Lost and something's going through your head, stop because this is not the episode and this is not the show that you're looking for right this is the 70s one this is the 70s one which i didn't even realize existed they had mm-hmm. rightfully decided to remake it and
0: uh, well, we could right,
3: rightfully? You know, know. Well, no. Well, wrongfully?
2: I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I might be on the side of Mike here.
1: I do have fond memories of the 90s show. Me too. I, I, Me too. I, I
3: don't know if they did it yeah I don't know if they did it right but they were right to want to remake the 70s version well I, no, I think, they should I have think just we're... let it die <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay I see where you're going
1: uh, well yes I I, can, uh, I, can, I, I, can, I I meant the early 90s land of the lost remake and not the yes. late 90s movie sir Arthur Conan Doyle's the lost world Great. Yeah. Which, oh, that's which right which is okay. what this is okay. all
3: based on or now, I like the the, the the early '90s Land of the Lost, but that's neither here nor there. We're stuck with this episode.
2: I I do remember so when we were kids, I, or when I was a kid, I do remember watching this after cartoons, and this was kind of like the cooler show. This was the show that could like bring me down from the fantasy world of cartoons and get me ready for the real world. <laughs> oh, okay, such, so, a, such a downer. This, yeah,
0: um, this was your this was your down your downer to balance your balance this, yourself out. Exactly, exactly. This was your methadone. Yeah, yes, cartoon.
2: exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's cartoon methadone, Excellent. exactly. Um, uh, s-
0: I could see that. I think this is more like uh, that they put this on to be like, oh, now we're targeting all the kids who don't have
2: parents. Ooh, Ooh. that's dark. <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah, way to, way to go there. This is for all those uh, latchkey kids that <laughs> yeah. don't have parental figures in their life. Uh,
0: we know go. who we're dealing
2: with. Go run into a cave somewhere, and maybe you'll get lost.
0: Yeah, that's why, they marketed, that's why they, they marketed all the advertising for the show, to, like, overnight check
2: cashing places and... Uh, <laughs> Bail
3: bonds. <laughs> Bail bonds.
2: <laughs> God. Um, so, during the opening sequence for the show, we, we are introduced to the fact that this is going to have a lot of claymation in it, because we're going to have a lot of claymation dinosaurs i don't even think that's claymation it's stop motion well it's stop motion it's
1: stop motion i thought that dinosaur was a hand puppet
2: yeah i
0: think they're like latex foam rubber and latex one of them hand puppets
2: yes one of them was the one that they showed in the opening clip of the tyrannosaurus was like a hand puppet but later they do have in their stop motion animation in various parts of, of the opening. And then in the series, in the show itself that we saw, there was a lot of stop-motion animation.
0: I think in a lot um, of the close-ups, anytime we think we see a full dinosaur, it's stop-motion. Mm. Yeah.
3: Oh, I see. I, I, I found the uh, dinosaur you're talking about, uh, Adam. It, it does look like a puppet or something, the way it moves.
2: We are also, I think we're introduced to, like, the slee stacks in this, too, right? We see the, the reptilian creatures with crab claws. and.
3: Yeah, and
0: big huge we'll eyes.
2: In big huge eyes we see we see them in here as well. So, uh, but this is all the opening part with the banjo music.
4: Mm-hmm. You make it to the
2: banjo music, you get to the opening scene where we have a man ape type creature named Chaka who is sweeping up in front of what looks to be like a stone temple of some type, uh, trying to sweep dirt from the uh, pavers out front, and he hilariously picks up one of the stone pavers. It sweeps dirt underneath it, looking around to make sure nobody sees him. Yeah, Which, and it which, matters. which
3: makes it literally the oldest trick in the book now.
4: <laughs> oh,
3: God. Oldest I... trick.
2: Well, here's the thing,
3: though. Old, old. Land of the Lost. I didn't, I didn't Lost. know this old. could
2: get worse. Land of the Lost does not take place in the past. It takes place in a strange interstitial era. That is neither the future nor the past. And it's just where lost things go. So that's the reason why there are dinosaurs there. That's the reason why the humans showed up there. It's just the land of the lost. It's time. Yeah, hey man, they're... Adam,
3: stop being such a fucking smarty pants, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's a limbic It's a limbic space, Mike.
0: Jeez. Exactly.
2: It is a limp dick space. <laughs> Speaking
0: of limp dick space, uh, this, oh, little, this little turd muffin. Chaka, it,
3: it looks like something that Worf shot <laughs> <sat> out. <laughs> it really
2: does. It does.
3: We're going. He, he, we're going straight to that joke, right? He,
2: yeah. Straight he, straight he, looks a, he looks to a. He looks to He does look like a, like the adolescent stage of a Klingon before they learn how to yeah. shave. I thought he
1: looked a bit more like Rom, or not? Not not Rom. Nog.
2: Nog. Nog. Yeah. Well, that's just because he's small. He, he's got
1: the fake teeth. Yeah, and he's yeah. small and. And he's been small for three seasons.
2: That's true, yeah. He, he hasn't actually <laughs> yeah. grown at all, so... Many but many then, moons has passed. No one has grown at all in three seasons. This character's name yeah. is Shaka.
3: Well, uh, plot twist, this all happened in one day. See, they're in olympic space where time doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, so Sh- Shaka gets scared because he sees what... An unidentified object crash. And honestly, I did not understand what was happening when I watched this.
3: Well, also, he hears it, too, because I I never knew that a crashing balloon goes... <laughs> that is a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> that is the most extraterrestrial crashing hot air balloon I've ever seen. In fact, if I ever saw that in real life, I would be as shocked and appalled as as Shaka. So,
0: but isn't this our third episode, or or is it just our second? Isn't this our this third our episode with some sort of monkey man in a hot air balloon?
2: It's our second. It's oh our gosh, second. It, feels second. Like a second. it feels like our third. It feels like our third. I know. I I, I, I have PTSD
0: so with when those two things combine.
2: Yeah, but it, it's <laughs> when you when they show it, you actually see that it's a balloon falling of the sky. But it seems like it's on fire because there's smoke coming off of it the entire time. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 almost like it's a doubly fucked balloon, essentially. But Which it
1: can't be because it's filled with hydrogen. It's so, yellow it, smoke. It can't be. It's like be on some fire, kind
3: of weird like...
2: hydrogen.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it would just explode.
2: It just explodes. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs>
1: so it's right. got to be full of hot air. Which, let's just go ahead and say this is not a hot air balloon, despite no. the title of the episode. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's using a different gas.
2: Yep.
3: Um, well, if if the the smoke coming off of it is yellow, then it would have to be sulfur. Sulfur, or something, yeah, or saltpeter yeah.
2: maybe. Speaking of lip-dick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, as we always are. Oh
1: yes. The turd muffin, or whatever it is. No, this is like a cross between a Klingon and an Ewok. Oh yeah, a Klingon. So
2: Klingon. Wackelberry. An Egon. A <laughs> no, Wackelberry. I like that.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Wackelberry. Um, so Wackleberry runs in and uh, starts complaining to the zookeeper that, <laughs> yeah. that he's... No, seen, no, no. It's and, the
3: man in the yellow hat. Yeah, all it's it's, it's oh Yeah, that's, that's pretty clear, yeah. It's both of those. <laughs> that's a good call, Mike.
0: <laughs> he starts complaining to the oh, man God. in the yellow hat uh, about what he saw outside. and uh, 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 We learn this is Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack rushes off into the woods... Because he's a man of action and one big canteen um, yes. to find un- out
2: what happened. And Uncle Jack does exude some of the most—he uh, exudes some of the most dad energy you could probably find anywhere. He's just like um, patience, yeah. calm dad energy. He—he he, yeah, he's—he's he's got recast dad energy. Yeah, recast dad energy exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's—he's he's got stepdad energy. You know, like he's really trying hard.
2: Yeah. But in no time, he gets to this crashed air balloon, and in the crashed air balloon, we find Colonel Roscoe T. Post, which is uh, yeah. the actor David Healy in blackface, basically. Wait, and well, t- if, if you look really? if you look at it very closely, he is obviously wearing makeup, and the makeup is like three shades too dark for what he should be.
0: Well, wearing. let's get in, let's get into that. They are they are all quite swarthy for some yeah. reason. They uh. Everyone on this show has a lot of makeup to make them look a lot tanner.
1: They all look very British.
3: Yes. Thank you. (laughs) It's just, it's classic British like makeup. And this guy couldn't be like, is my example of like, whenever I think back to like RAF pilots in world war one, like, and probably people in the 70s their stereotypical thought of like some british you know uh bulldog fighter like in in world war 1 or 2 this is like what you would
2: imagine so well i think that's what they were going the for. the british need
3: like- to wear they needed to wear that
0: much makeup cuz otherwise on film you could see the sunlight just shining through them <laughs>
1: They would you'd look you'd be able, like a you'd be able yeah. to see
0: the far side of their face
1: Actually, I, I I picture British pilots wearing more brown leather. This is yeah. black leather, which makes him. Way gray leather, we, which makes does, him look a lot he does like does he's a, a German pilot.
2: Yes, he does. A he does. Law, he yeah. looks
0: like a cross between an air, a, an old school airplane pilot and L Luftwaffe or SS yeah. member.
2: Yeah, he has this he got, has a black he's got, got joppers, riding caps,
0: crops, yep. and like a gray, tight fitting gray uh, suit jacket. His with, uniform with definitely...
2: Yeah. His and there are eagles on this says German. uniform. And he also has a uh, paratroopers uh, badge on his breast for some reason. And yeah. I think that they were Aren't trying me. to show that to me like a balloon. So they're trying to show like a balloon badge or something. But so are they the setting balloon, us up The to... balloon paratroopers, damn. <laughs> Ooh, those are, those were the...
3: You don't even know how many confirmed kills those guys had. They were...
2: Uh-huh, if exactly. you think
3: jumping out of a moving plane is hard, <laughs> think about jumping out of a of a stationary air balloon, air a stationary air balloon <laughs> that just whops around in the wind. Mm, Troops, uh, those... we landed in Norway. We got a lot of swimming to do. Anyway, they, they um, Jack seems
0: pretty un- nonplussed.
2: Everything's just taken in stride, no big deal, this type of thing happens all the time. And for all we know, we're coming in late in the season, maybe this does happen all the time.
0: They could be visited by a guest star each episode.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jack does out- ask uh, Colonel Post, who they everybody calls the Colonel after this, how he came to, to find himself in the Land of Lost, or how where did he come from? How did he crash here? And Colonel T. Post uh, winds up telling Jack about how he was trying to be the first man to go over the Andes in a hot air balloon.
0: Yeah, and I believe he says he's, basically we learn he's from like 1912, right?
2: Yeah, because Jack is a bit confused, because he's pretty sure that's happened already, and he came from 1920 is what he said.
0: 1920, okay.
2: And he did say, don't you know my name, son? I was the first, or I think he might have said I was the first man to go over the, Ni- the Niagara Ni- Falls at a, uh, in a barrel. barrel. Yeah. That's so cliche. And Well, I think
0: that's the point. Like, he's not the first one to do that. He's just someone who's trying to capitalize. There was a whole rash of people who tried to capitalize on going over the falls in a barrel and was famous for a moment.
1: Yeah, but, but his barrel had a hot air balloon attached to it, so it's not quite
2: as <laughs> yeah.
3: impressive. And also, so, going it's... over Niagara Falls in 2021 is cliche. In 1976, I'm, I'm sure plenty of people would be like, ooh. No,
2: because they, they were trying no. to do this back in the 1800s. The first person to successfully yeah. go over Niagara Falls in a barrel and live uh, was Annie Edison Taylor. And that was in 1901, and she was a school teacher at the age of 63 when she went over the, the falls.
0: Yeah, and everything I've and read about her is she was a badass.
3: What was the barrel made out of? Uh,
2: was it just a regular wooden barrel? I uh, I don't think so. I think it was like a larger than... Yeah, I think it was like custom-made. custom, uh, custom made. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of these oh, folks, ooh. like when they went over in a barrel, they actually custom-made their barrels. So they had barrels that were like of a larger yeah, size, actually fit a human inside yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, there would have to so. be, like, like beer aging barrels.
3: Yeah, you're not going to yeah. go over to a pickle yeah. barrel.
0: I love pickles. I might do it.
2: <laughs>
0: for free pickles, I'd do it. Sorry, It's, it's actually hey, like,
2: it's like, a, it's like a full pickle barrel. You're just sort of chugging <laughs> yeah. pickle juice while <laughs> you're going over the side. You don't, you don't <laughs>
1: pickles to your death. Pickles would be very good uh, cushion. It, yeah, cushion. Yeah, cushion. Yeah. Especially when one goes up your ass when you Oh Mike, he, like, my, yeah. oh, he's always, always gotta work blue, Mike. Jesus, Mike. it's just like when you're you want to have something in your hand so you don't clench your fists so tight right. that your they, nails dig into yeah. your hand. Except you know when you try when you try to grab him, they
0: they comically like shoot out of your fingers like whoop.
2: Yeah, you, yeah. You stick the pickle between your teeth so when you go over the side, you can like clench down on something. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The next guy to survive the uh, uh, the barrel over the Niagara Falls was Bobby Leach in 1911, and then nobody else survived it until 1928. So this guy's an obvious charlatan. Obvious. Yes. obvious.
3: Uh, to anyone, yeah. to anyone, you know, with Wikipedia at their well, he tips. he
2: is fictional.
3: Exactly. So he has that going for him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this isn't a
1: historical reenactment. Uh, no, no, it is. Oh. Okay. In, you is. know he he could be from an alternate reality, you know, that there <gasps> people from different times, truer. Could be people from different uh, timelines. Well, it, it is limbic space. <laughs>
2: exactly. No, he said he was from 1920. Uh, he didn't say he was from like 1920 post-apocalypse. <laughs> or
1: <laughs> How did the apocalypse happen before the atomic bomb? <laughs> well, uh,
0: it, it happened in 1932 when uh, with a stock market crash or oh, that was 28 I'm sorry fuck me
1: 1928 <laughs> holy shit oh. this is sort of steampunked power Tesla bomb
4: yes exactly. No. I'm by pigeons. Uh,
3: no it's in like young Einstein where he tried to make beer that was uh, fizzy and he fizzy, ended up yeah. splitting the atom instead
0: Mm-hmm. he tried to keep the bubbles in beer
3: yeah
2: yeah so uh, okay so um this is during this first encounter uh Jack talks to uh, uh post a post is basically saying hey I just need to get my balloon fixed and then I'm out of here we're gonna go back up and Jack says oh are you so you're planning to leave can you take us with you we've been stranded here it's called the land we're in a place called the land of the lost
0: yeah real quick we know the deal of this episode
2: yeah
1: so yeah, we know the plot basically he needs to fix his gondola. gondola. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm glad somebody else picked up on that too. Yeah. Um, I just need to fix my gondola and then we'll be on our way. And, and the and best they, part they, was, is he, he definitely has a very Eurocentric attitude because he starts off with, why dear sir, I am Colonel Post. And as you can tell from my lack of, uh, uh, accents, I'm American just as you are.
1: Lack of accent.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: They troop off into the
0: woods after this, and right away they run into a
3: Tyrannosaurus
2: Rex! Or a sponge version of it. Yeah. And and Colonel Tanface does not make any type of move whatsoever at seeing a a dinosaur. He just sort of stops because Jack stops him. And then Jack takes the time to create this complicated system shouldn't say resist him, really he just bends over a sapling next to him in order to create a, a jury red catapult to fire a boulder off in the distance to distract the tyrannosaurus rex and yeah and
3: this is i i think this th- is a good time to like yes. mention that back then i they didn't have like cgi and the actors literally had to kind of imagine it so the director's like all right uh, you two, uh Imagine a dinosaur is in front of you and they're like, oh, okay, uh, I'm going to I'm going to look. We're going to we're going to look
0: back then they they didn't have as much acting to go around and they had to, you know, they had to use it strategically.
2: I think that's more true because in all fairness today, when somebody actually does a CGI creature in a movie, they basically have a tennis ball that people are supposed to be looking at and reacting to. They don't actually see a CGI dinosaur. But
0: because we no longer maintain strategic acting reserves uh, post-World War II, Mm, uh, there's all this – we've flooded the acting market, and there's just all this extra (laughs) acting that people use up.
2: I mean, we're killing the the planet. It's a free market concept of acting, (laughs) and it's causing a great deal of climate change right now. Which is –
0: I mean, just the cost (laughs) alone of shipping all that acting from China – it's yeah, insane, yeah, oh, and yeah. post-COVID, all of our all of our shipping is completely... We've got just warehouses full of acting just sitting, rotting on the docks.
2: Well, what's worse is when we import the acting from China, we stick it, like, we just put it in front of Michael Bay, and he stamps it, and then we just send it back to fucking China.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why don't we just send post- Michael Bay to China?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should just send him in his fucking stamp over there. So exactly. if it wasn't so environmentally... Tragic. If we could have acting blockchain, we could provide.
2: Oh my God, Mike. We
3: we could provide
2: acting the, NTFs. That's perfect, guys. It's... No
0: podcast. We got to stop the podcast and copyright this. <laughs> yes. We can't give TM, everyone TM. our ideas. CMTM.
2: CMTM. I want an yeah. NFT of uh, uh, Kinjan.
3: Yeah, pen yeah. pen patent pending. You bitches. Look, there's the only way to prove the acting block is real is by tying it to a blockchain okay Mm, mm -hmm. you could send it back and forth to china a thousand times but it could be lost in the black market so we we have to tie it to a blockchain
0: and the other thing is like due to via the blockchain we can track the acting and we can we can see like you can look it up in the credits and see like oh all of this acting this all is extra william shatner acting that Mm -hmm. they've reused Ooh. And, and, and they've then have recycled
3: course, over and over again. Of course, if you're going to buy some drugs with the acting blockchain, too, it's also untraceable. But it, who cares? You know, it, it's cost of doing business. You know, they say that uh, just like
0: just like Genghis Khan, like almost all the acting has either been used by William Shatner or Jeff Goldblum. Like one yeah. of the two <laughs> has touched all the
2: acting that's ever existed. That's Jeff
3: right. Goldblum has touched me.
2: Almost, yeah. almost it, all... Um... Uh, child actors that you see nowadays actually mm. got their acting from Jeff Goldblum.
0: They got it all. They got it all from Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Because acting can neither be created
3: or destroyed.
2: That's true. It's the fifth law of thermodynamics. Jeff
3: Goldblum was a genius in Thor: Ragnarok. Oh, I agree. I love Jeff Goldblum so much.
2: Do you know what else he was a genius in, Mike? What, Mike? Do what? Do you know what else he was a genius in? Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, for
3: Christ's Buckaroo sake, Buckaroo
2: Banzai. <laughs>
0: I
3: liked him in Independence Day. I like him in every he's he's, <laughs> he's great he's, in everything. It, it, and he's not it's not the same acting. It's not the same acting.
2: <laughs> no, that's that's what we're saying. It's like all the acting in the world like filters through him. Yeah, which he's just
0: he's just the biggest consumer.
3: He's yeah. absolutely unique in, in his acting and it's awesome that all of the acting flows through him because I couldn't. I couldn't imagine a better person that acting could flow through. It
2: gets that Bloom stank on it. Isn't Jeff Goldblum doing like a D and D podcast now? All right, let's let's do a speed run here. Let's speed run through the episodes. So <laughs> okay, quick. <laughs> I,
1: I did want to say that this this is a this could be like a third season thing, where they're they're a lot they seem to be a lot less scared of the dinosaurs in the third
2: season. No, yeah. Well, and they also seem to be kind of be not really scared of anything that's going on in the Land of the loss. They complain about yeah. it. They say they're not going to oh. miss it when they leave, but they don't seem to be scared of it. They seem like they have all the tools yeah. at their disposal to like, properly deal with it at the time. So,
3: Yeah, I, I think you're on to something there. By season three, they realized that they could fling rocks at the dinosaurs, and the dinosaurs are so stupid that they run away. And, well, no, no,
2: he doesn't. He doesn't fling the rock at the dinosaur. He flings it past the dinosaur to distract him, to basically have him run after the rock that he just flung well, across the field.
3: So, as we learned in uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Tyrannosaurus rexes uh, are based their visions based on movement. So clearly, a rock flying through the air is a better meal than um, well, the man in they, the yellow hat but what standing they, on the what ground. What they
2: don't tell you though, what they don't tell you in Jurassic Park was that. Um, the Tyrannosaurus Rex hearing was based off of sound. So he could only hear sounds if they were being made.
3: No, it's based on motion. <laughs> the sound is based on motion. And his hearing
0: That's right. is based... It can I only mean,
2: hear it, when something was in motion. So if there's something else to Jeff, made Glo- a sound... Je-
3: according, to, according to Jeff Goldblum, yes, all sound is based on motion. <laughs> something about a, a computer virus... <laughs> I'm gonna, no, we're gonna give it a cold.
1: Gonna, but in the first yeah, season I yeah. definitely would have like stood around for three minutes screaming at the just, dinosaur. Just staring uh, at yeah, me. Like, yeah. like well, screaming this,
2: this, bloody murder like they were in some sort of horror movie, like they were yeah, actually yes. about to be killed by Jack yeah. the Ripper or something. Yeah.
3: Claturata This well, no, points yeah. to like
0: should... the big issue that I have overall with the show, that is like uh, this place is
3: This place
2: is just... Well, I think they are reacting properly because this place is not very dangerous at all. No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so in this scene, Jack basically takes the time, flings the boulder across, and then once the uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex is distracted, that's when Colonel Tanface comes out and says, oh, my God, that was a dinosaur, and, like, seems to be freaked out, but it takes him, like, a good two minutes before he actually gets freaked out.
3: Well, also, during the entire time that Jack is setting up this... um, tree boulder flinging thing which is like a good 30 seconds yeah Colonel Clink is like just standing there doing nothing he's just silent and just watching you know the man in the yellow hat put it go through this entirely intricate process when he could have probably just done a, a hammer throw with that yeah. boulder and just flung it
0: himself yeah. Yeah. he's really the colonel is really incurious in- George
2: incurious George yes
0: we get back to the cave and we meet um, Holly, Holly and, and, Will. and Will. And they are also in Tan Face.
3: So can we just talk about living in California in any decade from 1950 to now? People there are just, like, if you're an actor, you're just going to be tan because you've got nothing to do besides <laughs> read lines and go out and sit on the beach.
0: Read lines and uh-huh. s- and... Snort lines, if you know what I mean.
2: Well, in all fairness, in canon, these characters are supposed to be from California, so they're supposed to be adventurers from California.
0: Yeah. The other thing is, they all have the same haircut, except Holly has pigtails glued to the side of it. She looks like she's Marianne to to, um, to Will's ginger.
2: And and looking at Will though, in, in in this particular scene, he does look like he's wearing a lot of mascara as well. So he looks. He's like a he's lot got, of makeup like, even, on. At, even more makeup, yeah. But it's still not quite as bad as um Tranface Colonel Schultz. He's definitely So is of... this
3: is this killing the I'm immersion for flow. you, Adam? Is this where you draw the line? It's not like the foam dinosaurs and the stop motion, it's it's <laughs> the fucking makeup.
2: It's the makeup, yeah. No, the the thing the thing that's killing the immersion for me is the fact that this is live action. So
0: <laughs> I mean everything about it. The writing, the the acting, the like casual the, the terrible special effects
2: the casual way in which all the characters interact with their environment like they just don't care anymore
0: right or they know that it'll fall over if they push it
2: yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> it. my question
0: is with all the makeup on
2: on will it really asks the question which of those two do you think is fucking holly Oh, I thought you were gonna say which one of those two do you think is fucking Jack as in Hollywood? <laughs> <in the road? laughs>
0: I, I mean, yeah, I guess that is the question. Like, where do you think this is—Ancient uh, Sparta or Ancient Athens?
3: Do you, do you think those are her real teeth, or do you think that those are prosthetics just to make her even like to make her look
2: even more buck tooth? Honestly, I can see that being prosthetics. I think you actually might be onto something better. I think those teeth are much wider than everybody else's teeth as well. So, like everybody else has like browned teeth.
3: They are they are rednecking her up to like nth degree.
0: I think yeah. you're right. I do think they. I mean, they kind of redneck, redneck the whole show up. It's it's there's a or lot it, of hillbillies. Sorry,
3: it, it, they're yeah. actually a different class. Um, so just, <laughs>
0: <God>. <laughs> they really billied this one up. I think as with like Silverhawks and or like Dukes of Hazard, we're seeing like something that was like this. They're like, well, you know, country it up a little. It'll play in Middle America. Like, I think we're seeing targeting. That could be
2: the case. Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, Will and Holly are super excited to see that there's a new human around and that they're going to have the opportunity to go back home because Jack tells them the post is going to save them using his magic air balloon. And around this time, um, the family's uh, house servant, uh, Chaka, comes in. Uh, throws out a, bu- a bundle of uh, burning sticks, basically, and then gives uh, the colonel a long Wait, side eye and says, "Like, who the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. Tanfay Schultz gets super excited when he sees that uh, Chaka could talk, and he yeah. says, "It talks!" And then you see like money dollar sign, or dollar sign actually link. appear in his eyeballs, <laughs> and he says to himself, "The missing link."
0: You can hear him start salivating. Like you can hear the yes. water hit the floor, He's like instantly dripping. And yep. he, uh, he, yeah, he he talks to God. He looks at
2: the ceiling and yes, says, "The right. missing link." I'm going to be. Does it, say like I'm going to be? I'm going to say, like, I'm gonna be I'm famous. Like, I'm going to be famous. Yes.
3: Yeah. yes. Yeah. So that's where his like uh, uniform now matches his personality, and we're like, "Ooh, villain vibes."
2: Yeah. But I mean, we do a hard cut of. from here to to a uh, scene of the slee stacks uh, summoning their ancestor spirit through a skull. Yeah. You know, they say slee stacks, but
0: uh, I got to say, smokestacks, am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah. God. They're
2: fucking they, hot. They can, they can reptile lobster pinch my penis anytime. Oh, these motherfuckers have two <clears> dicks <throat> like a Komodo
0: dragon. Oh, like sure. a fucking, they got a forked penis. I bet you they're actually prehensile
3: too. I'll tell you guys, the eyes have it.
2: So you got massive eyes. Yes,
0: they do. That's why they keep his ancestor skulls around.
2: Mm. Uh, they they also
0: they have one in the they have one in the background and it has a light in it like a jack o' lantern. <laughs> <It's>, yeah,
3: <laughs> it's just a different. One's red, one's yellow. It's it's, it's the same.
2: Yeah. You, you talk to the yellow one for prosperity, because that's got all the gold colors in it. Right, right, yeah. You talk right, to the yeah. red one when there's a threat that's coming. So, yeah. the stacks perceive Schultz as a uh, threat, and they ask the Ancestor Skull, and the Ancestor Skull basically says all of his powers and his machine go fuck up his machine. And the stacks say, okay, we'll go do that. And then we do another hard cut to... Which,
0: again, the, the Ancestors seem to be, like, pretty on the ball.
2: They do. They do.
0: The ancestors know. The ancestors kind of know what's up. They seem more on the ball, but than any other character in this episode.
2: Well, and the thing is, when the Stacks actually talk to the ancestor spirit, the way that they actually approach the problem or the subject is they say that there's another intruder in our lands. Is this intruder Mm -hmm. dangerous? So we now are given the clear overarching plot of the series. These Eurocentric colonizers coming into the land of the lost and running the native uh-huh. people underground and preventing them from actually fulfilling their own destiny by essentially taking up resources that would otherwise go towards the native folks' family units. And well, they're doing what we possibly.
0: always do, their they're enslaving the weaker ones and the hunting Paku. to extinction anyone
2: who's a threat. Exactly. And we get this reinforced even a little bit more later on, but we'll get to that. Um, we do the hard cut, we hard cut back to um, the entire family unit hanging around the gondola of the balloon that they have actually drugged back to the temple that they're living inside of. And they basically determined that they're going to repair the, the balloon and the gondola. To repair the balloon, they need to get membranes from reptile eggs. And the gondola, they just need to do some like rope work on. So, the two men of the family, yeah. Will and Jack, stay behind to take a look at the gondola, and then they basically say, Hey, you perfect stranger, take our teenage uh, yeah uh, daughter, our teenage niece, out to the woods with this monkey boy, and uh, mm-hmm. go find herself some eggs. Why
0: don't you take her in back into the barn and teach her about the milking machine?
2: And that's when it comes up between Will and Jack's conversation that Will's a little bit concerned about the difference in timelines and how they might wind up going back to the wrong time. Right. And then Jack basically says, well, better there than than here. Who cares? It's bad time hygiene. Jack really should have just been like, who cares? As long as we wind up in America and we're white in the 20s, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, nothing bad happens after the 20s. Exactly. Nothing had bad happens between like the twenties and the forties.
0: No. The US. And the forties are also yeah. pretty hot. Yeah. Pretty good time to be hanging out.
1: It's like screw yeah. it, I'll I'll be I'll be aged out of draft age by the time the war starts. Yeah. I mean, he's like he's like <laughs> You'll well be screwed, I'll, be fine, I'll be fine. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: I got bad news for you, Willie. I know you die in a trench.
3: He's too short. He'd yeah. be four would out. <laughs> Come on, it's, it's like
2: I don't think they. It's I don't true. think they would do it on that. You're too small. No, they would be like you're wearing way too much makeup.
3: Um, that happened for Captain America. That happened, they were- Captain
2: America, oh, motherfucker.
3: I Christ. will stab you. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Rogers was too short, man. Oh, God. <laughs> they they would him out, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then yeah, also the mascara that would. Yeah,
0: I think Probably the mascara would have
2: been more. Out. Yeah, they would have been like. Yeah, four just a F
0: actually stands for how many? M- four four F actually stands for how many more inches Captain America needed?
3: <laughs> so is the all oh, right uh, four oh, f- fucking inches? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, that was so much better coming from David. Nice, nice, <laughs> beautiful.
2: Nice. Oh, so we, we then right. get the scene where uh, uh, Tampa Schultz and Holly. Uh, wind up uh, running to the ancient city of the Lost, which was a city, Holly explains it was a city that was built by the Stacks before the Stacks became too light-sensitive and had to move underground. the ground. And they show us the city, and it's basically a matte painting uh, with like some yeah. sort of glacier behind it. And I'm pretty yeah, sure in the matte painting, you actually see a dinosaur painted on it. And it's just sitting
0: <laughs> there. It's like, it's like the... Yeah, it's. It looks like the they started doing Stonehenge and stopped after one hinge.
2: Yeah, they were like, "How much am I getting paid for this?" Okay, I'm done, man. Yeah, done. this is it. Yeah, and they come across uh, Alice. Is Alice right? Hmm. I think they, the yeah, it's a, Alice the Allosaurus. Yep. They come across Alice, and Holly explains, "Oh, her her bite is worse than her bark, and her bark sounds like shit. So I don't even know what she's trying to." get out here but they wind up just sort of running around her to get to a bunch of brontosaurus eggs
0: yeah and essentially it's... again nothing is a threat there are no real problems
2: yep although there is like a weird scene where like schultz uh essentially like is delayed in running around alice and afterwards they played off as him being like a coward but he was saying that he was actually trying to distract her so the kids could run away. Yeah. At any rate, like, I'm not sh- Him being a coward actually doesn't seem like it would play into him like actually like trying to face off against the dinosaur pretty like the time. I think he actually would have run sooner. But whatever. They come across these brontosaurus eggs, and the brontosaurus eggs have a bunch of uh, cellophane lining on the inside of it. And it turns yeah. out that it's going to be perfect for balloon making.
0: Yeah, they're filled with, uh, to Mike's point... Nineteen seventies plastic.
1: Nineteen seventies yeah, plastic. It's like yeah. uh it's like wax paper if you took the paper off.
2: It's Just like wax. Sheets <laughs> <It laughs> <Yeah>. of wax. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a big sheet of wax. Yeah, uh, well th- and it's it's kind of a cool effect that we're looking at because they're giant eggs and like they're tugging at the cellophane that's obviously lined on the inside of it. And I actually thought this was relatively creative on their part. Um But the, we we the cut from the showmakers are here-
0: the characters.
2: The showmakers, okay. I don't know, but we, we cut to um, the best scene of the of the episode. It's just Brownface Schultz, <laughs> and, it, and it almost looks like it's on like uh, what is it a diopter lens where he's yeah. basically like in the fo- in the foreground, and then like in the background they have everybody working, but it's not really that. It actually is, like superimposed.
0: He's like floating around like he's in a classy
2: 1980s school picture or like yeah. the glamour shot you get at the mall. Yes, like the glamour shot. And it almost it's almost like a bust of him, so like you kind of see like his tits up essentially. And it's always in that that framing and then everybody else is like in the distance in the background, but he's like looking down at them, so the proportions are completely off the entire time, too. Yeah. And it's and it, all it is is everybody else working while he's standing there, bouncing up and down on the heels of his uh, on the balls of his feet, basically just saying over and over again, "Splendid." Yeah, and rubbing splendid. his hands. Yeah,
1: while they while they labor away. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, while well, they're doing a montage of fixing the balloon. Well,
4: oh, that's splendid, just splendid, huh? <laughs> splendid.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's just bizarre. I think that, that of all like the weird things that are in the show, I think this was the most bizarre bit of it. So,
0: I mean, in a way, it's the most magical part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's David Healy acting. Yeah. Splendid. Anyway, we He's, cut from he here. Really, he really acts with his hands a lot. He does. He definitely does. Yeah. But we see from here, he... Uh, we cut to them cleaning up after supper. They've obviously got the balloon finished. It's the nighttime. Healy comes in and basically starts explaining, oh, I've looked at the entire balloon. We're good to go. We can go in the morning. And everybody's like, huzzah. And then the stacks attack. The Sleestacks attack. We know that the Sleestacks are, are um, sensitive to light and heat, so they light some torches and just sort of run the stacks off. But they managed again, to shred the balloon in the process. I
0: mean, again, total boners because these guys are a lot bigger than I thought.
2: Yeah, like, they are. Yeah, yeah. They, they kinda tower really over the dominate the you. Slee yeah. stacks, more like
0: stacked yeah. slees. I was I took one mm. look at that and I was like, mm, yes, reptile daddy. <laughs> 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 I want to feel your two dicks on me.
2: I want to feel your pronged dick. Can you dock yeah. with yourself? Ooh, the stacked sleeves, yeah, get run off yeah, by, buddy. By hey, those hot torches, as the rest of the crew starts spilling hot wax from the bottom. I,
0: I call them Ooh. smoke stacks because I want their hot smoke up my ass. Smoke stacks,
2: yeah. The smoke stacks come, they rip up the balloon, and then the smoke stacks leave, and that's the last we see of the smoke stacks in this episode. They never yes. come back, uh,
0: but they have to go get more Brontosaurus membranes.
2: And while they are getting them, Holly overhears uh, Schultz talk about how he's going to take Crinkleberry around the world to all the different cities that he could find. And that's when Crinkleberry was like, "Are there going to be pecuni in those cities?" And that's when Tanfey Schultz basically says, "Yes, sure, whatever. The boy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to hear. Yeah, fine. fine. Yeah." But it's like, it's like he cannot contain his evil plan, and he's got to tell somebody, so he tells the one <laughs> kid that would understand it, while the other kid is just listening in and overhears them. Right.
0: And uh, this leads to a scene uh, after this where there is a confrontation between uh, Uncle Jack and um, D-
2: Colonel Schultz. But before this, we're, we're kind of going over something a little too quickly. Holly goes back... And tells Jack and Will what she heard. They're horrified. right? And that's when Holly has the grand plan of, hey, would we leave? What if we just give Chaka back to the Pakuni? Why don't we just reunite Chaka with the rest of the Pakuni? And that's when I was like, you motherfuckers knew where the rest of his tribe was this whole fucking time and you just kept him as like a house servant? You imperialist pricks. I have to admit, this is when I got bored and started looking at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't catch it until like the second or third few weeks <laughs> So they know where the
0: Pacune Pecu- Pecu- are. Well, I, they, I think that's they know, inferred.
2: It's inferred that they know like a general area because then later on, uh, Will says, hey, I found Pacuni tracks outside. Jack, mm-hmm. why don't you and I go and try to track them down? and they go out trying to track down the tribe. But the fact of the matter is they see Pikuni tracks every now and again, so obviously there is a Pacuni tribe active in the area that they they might not be able to interact with regularly, but at the very least, like, it's there. Guys, so they did,
0: they're going to take Winkleberry out and just leave him on the Pikuni Highway.
2: I think that's what the idea was. Okay, I want to I bring your attention to a timestamp, though. At timestamp 1412 in the episode, this is mm-hmm. when Will comes back after finding the Pecuni tracks, and he wants to tell Jack, "Hey, I found Pecuni tracks nearby. We should go follow it." And Jack slowly puts his hand up and grabs Will's shoulder. And Will yeah, he really flinches. centralizes it. Will kind of like flinches and kind of like leans his head into the hand grab. So Jack is totally boning Will. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He's like uh, Uncle Jack, remember, nephew I... Will. Poor Holly. She just spends all those you like, think she's... lonely nights cold, <laughs> bundled up with. Do you Jackie. think she's
0: fucking Winkleberry? She's like, yeah. She's like teaching Winkleberry how to be a man.
2: Exactly. Oof. Which is why he's so excited at the concept of going back with Schultz, because that just means there's going to be like more Hollies around, and he's going to go to the land of humans. Yeah. He's just he's just going to be combing it out of his hair. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, in the storyline here, though, the Jack and Will run off to try to find the Pukuni. They cannot find them, and then we wind up coming back to, uh, then basically coming to the conclusion of, well, we're gonna, just going to have to take Winkleberry with us. He's going to have to come to, with us, so we're just going to have to look after him in the human world. And that's when Jack confronts uh, Tampa Schultz and basically says, hey, Holly heard what you said about putting on a sideshow with Chaka. I want you to know that I'm making it my mission to make sure that he is not excluded at all and that he is taken care of and lives out the rest of his days as happy as possible. So don't even yeah. think about trying to do anything with Chaka.
0: Yeah, he's like, <sighs> don't steal our kid. Don't don't, don't steal, steal my property.
2: Don't steal this kid that we're gonna be stealing to take back to the human world with us. Yeah. At all. Don't even think about it. I'm on to you, so you so you better leave in the middle of the night before we wake up. Yeah. No, it's even worse than uh, it's like, I'm on to you. So who wants last watch? Right. Before we leave.
0: Yeah. He uh he's like, you know, if you steal this kid, you'll be receiving stolen goods. Because we stole this kid.
2: Yeah. Just think about all the paperwork you're going to have to fill out of customs when you get back to the U.S., bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're basically going to set everything up perfectly so that Schultz can just leave in the middle of the night, essentially.
1: If you look at that basket, that is not big or strong enough to hold everyone and equipment.
2: Yes. Yeah. It, it looks like it's barely big enough for one person, basically. Or one person and a twerking
1: Yeah. <laughs> <The> <laughs> A twerking missing link.
0: <laughs> they could all fit in there if they were missing very, missing very link. very close, you know. So they're they're loading the hydrogen canisters into the basket when all of a sudden they are attacked by the worst iguanodon toy I've ever seen.
2: Yep. And uh, this one breathes fire. Fire breathing iguanodon. Because uh it's yeah when when you open up the puppet mouth, you basically see like the little like tube coming out of its throat with lighter fluid. So, yeah,
0: uh, it is not convincing, but um, with quick thinking, Jack g- pumps out the hydrogen, releases the hydrogen and floods the air around um, the Iguanodon and says, hey, you know, the next time he's going to breathe out, it'll be it'll be uh, real bad for him. And then they all high five each other and then they like duck down real quick and uh, we get the longest shot of the Iguanodon going to breathe fire. And then it does, and it's just a bad duplication effect.
2: And then all it does is just slowly walk away after the the uh, hydrogen explodes around it. So, right. And, and, like, literally, it's, it's it's not like Jack actually floods the area. Literally, Jack just sort of, like, runs up to the iguanodon. It does not even move to, like, attack him. He just sort of sprays it down right. with a little bit of hydrogen and then runs off. So Again, there is, there is no danger. When he yeah. grabbed
1: that canister, I really thought they were going to jaws that dinosaur.
2: Yeah, that would have yeah, been awesome. so did I, yeah. Just throw the cancer in its mouth, walk away, and then that yeah. would also explain a little bit later on, it could actually have a little bit of a better explanation as to why not all of them could escape, because now they're down some hydrogen. But, um,
0: at
2: any way, well, we've already determined or, or, or that this or like air they were, balloon...
0: One of them was knocked out from the reign of Iguanodon. Yeah. Just the hot slabs of meat that shower down all over them.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't... I th- There's there's like multiple things wrong with the whole balloon. Parts of this, we already said it's not actually a hot air balloon because it's hydrogen, but the only time that we've really had a hydrogen balloon was when we had uh, Zeppelin, specifically, I'm talking about the explosion of the... The Hindenburg. Hindenburg. That's when we stopped having hydrogen. That's when we stopped having hydrogen, but in all honesty the reason why the Germans were using hydrogen in that balloon at the time was because they did not have the resources due to the war. So they used a gas that they normally would not use, and it was catastrophic for them. So even in like normal balloon fairing, if they were just using a, a buoyant gas to put the balloon up, they still wouldn't be using hydrogen because it was too volatile. That's
1: what I always said about hydrogen. It is the best uh, gas to use if you're just using plain gas. Apparently, they use propane now.
0: Well, they use propane as to, fuel
2: to, as fuel, yeah, to create fuel. hot air.
0: It would, however, yeah. make s- Well, I don't even know. Would it make more sense that he was using hydrogen as fuel? Is that even possible?
2: I think it would make more sense. I don't know if it would be possible based off of the rig that he had there, but I think that it would make more sense for him to actually use the hydrogen to burn, to create a uh, sustained burner. To create the hot air to cause the balloon to rise. But right. all of that is well, also... Well, the burner would be as- extra weight. The burner would be extra weight, yeah. But it would but also be contingent upon like atmospheric uh, conditions as well. But At any rate. Yeah. We cut from that. We go to a scene where everybody's basically saying they're going to go to sleep for the night. In the morning, they're going to leave. And that's when Jack says, okay, um, Tanface Schultz, you got last watch. So... Right. I'm setting Jack's you up to be able to a fucking imbecile. He's a fucking idiot, yeah. yeah. So we cut to Last Watch. As soon as Jack goes inside and uh Schultz or goes out to, to guard the balloon, he immediately puts on his uh, aviator scarf so we know. Yeah, he's it's his silk off. scarf. And then Chaka sneaks up on him. Well, he, he pulls out his scarf, throws it around his neck, and then he pulls out what looks to be a map, and they had never talked about a map up to this point, so it's kinda of confused. I was like, what the fuck is the map for? Do you actually have a map of the land of the lost? Right, right now, yes. you just gotta get out of there. Why are you even referencing the map? There's no map to be referenced. But anyway, Well, he's
0: an idiot. Like They've, they've established that he, he does not understand what's going on.
2: Yeah. But then Chaco shows up and shows uh, Tanfay Schultz one of the best things that he w- should probably be taking back with him to the 1920s, which is a self-contained, handheld Flashbang grenade. Yeah, that's in a natural crystal form. That all you have to do is throw on the ground, and suddenly you get a flashbang. And Chaka says, "This is for sleeve stacks."
0: Uh, yeah, this serves no purpose, as far as I can tell. They were just like, "Hey, uh, in the budget, we have enough for a flashbang, so we're going to do that." In this, let's episode. do something
2: with it. Yeah, yeah. Because immediately after that, it's ignored. Nobody cares about it. And we see it's morning time. The balloon's all rigged up, ready to go. Tanface Schultz is trying to kidnap Chaka because he's got him in the basket. Chaka makes a big stink about it. Everybody runs out to see it. And they basically stop the balloon from ascending by grabbing the rope, giving Chaka time to climb out of it. And then they let go of the balloon. And immediately, as soon as they get Chaka back, all is forgiven because everybody is basically saying bon voyage to each other. Best wishes. Good luck. Yeah. Have have fun they're, in your balloon re- ride, and they're all smartly Their reaction and is, "What a rascal!" Yeah, yeah, and not like, "Quick, let's throw one of those flashbangs at the balloon, get him down here, feed him to Grumpy, and then we could take the balloon ourselves." We know how this. Works Interesting
0: now. that th- this is the same way that the that Rainbow Bright ends.
2: Just sort of like waving, off in the distance. No.
0: With the uh, with the hot air balloon and them grabbing and holding on it while someone oh, climbs yeah. out of it.
2: Oh yeah, this is the third hot air balloon, isn't it? Jesus, yeah, I totally forgot Rainbow Bright. Damn,
0: just not just not enough hot air balloons.
2: Apparently, um.
0: guys. When this show's successful, we should all take a hot air balloon ride together. <laughs> <laughs> He's so be romantic. That, yeah. No,
2: that's the Patreon. It's going to be us twerking in a hot air balloon.
4: Well, Good <laughs> job. You up twerk. I'm,
0: a, I'm going to get fucked by a smokestack.
2: <laughs> so as as I was watching this, or at the end of this, as I was watching uh, Tanface Schultz fly away, I basically said why the fuck did he not take one of the dozens of other things that he could take with him back to the human world and still sure. like, get his name in the science books? Why didn't he grab just a giant egg or sure. why didn't he try to grab like a slee stack claw or even like sure. some skin from a slee stack and then like could preserve it for later on. Or why didn't he grab one of those fucking crystals or like a dinosaur sure. dinosaur bones dinosaur teeth. There's tons of things that would actually make just him Just throw a lasso naturalist. down and, and drag a dra- dinosaur cor- corpse behind you. <laughs> oh, d- but like things that were relatively small that he could carry on his person. There were like dozens of them. And I just don't understand why he was just like, "Oh, the missing link." That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing in 1920s when Look, it's yep.
3: easy to armchair general this, but guys, were you there? Were you there <laughs> in the hot air balloon?
2: I feel there? like I was. If you if you were face to face with a Paku, would you be able to resist the lure of bringing <sighs> him back to the real world Can, for study? He has to, he has to smell like a dingleberry. Can you <laughs> imagine what the
0: fucking thing smells God. like? He smells like nice.
2: matted shit. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. No, I could totally see Ugh. that. Well, maybe maybe not anymore. Maybe, like, the, the uh, Eurocentric uh, colonizers cleaned him up a little bit and tried to force their standards of beauty upon him to the point where he was actually self-conscious about the smell and the cleanliness. I don't know.
1: His hair doesn't seem very feathered.
0: Yeah. That's I am. True. I am not combing the shit out of that little goblet's hair. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm. I would kill him for meat.
2: Well, we already know that you'd be going hanging out with the smokestacks.
0: Yeah, I would. Who,
2: who, who are who are clean? Because they're reptilian. No fur. Shit just rolls off of them like a duck's back.
0: It's so bad, guys. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I this
1: was. After the cartoons, this came on to signal that the fun is over. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah it's a yeah. harsh yeah.
2: transition. Yep. This is the cool me off after my cartoons. However, uh, why don't we just go ahead and go right into it? What, what would you guys say for uh, amazing, terrible, or amazingly terrible? I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. I am of the stance that this is actually amazingly terrible. Because I, I think hate there it. are yeah. there are themes that pop up in this, and from what I was reading, there's like a lot of interesting sci-fi shit they kind of cram in here that later gets mm-hmm. rehashed in like proper sci-fi. I shows. feel like
1: you've having been... watched the first two seasons, I would say that's not true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is it, <laughs> so here's the, I think
0: is it, <laughs> this is one of the things I hate about the internet is that you'll go on there and you'll read the article that was clearly written by some nebbish fan. And you're like, oh, it's so deep, and it does all this stuff. And you get fan-washed. Like, you, you're...
2: You, Whoa. I did, I did go to sit I did go to Martycroft.com to read the synopsis on it. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I would argue that... Like, that's what you, just the Trump campaign site. What, what you're looking at is oh, not sci-fi. Gotcha, it's, yeah. it's,
3: fi-fi. Fi-fi. it's it's fi <laughs> Fi-fi? fi It's pure fi-fi. mm I would agree with that I think it's fifi or or cal- or CaliFi.
0: sadly Calify, though I, think so I hate it. I literally lost interest in it while I was watching it. I <laughs> yeah. would have preferred <laughs> to be asleep, but it it is amazingly <laughs> terrible it is huh. like I think all of Sid and Marty Croft's stuff is just gonna be like this that it's unfortunately yeah, it's, it's the correct kind of
3: garbage to torture us ourselves with, yeah <laughs> if I were stuck on a space station floating in space and forced to watch this. This is, (laughs) this is exactly the type of bullshit that I would expect them to subject me to to watch that for my life sentence um, in space with you guys. You know, they're just, they're just going to actually going to torture you. They're not going to bother showing you bad TV. They don't have the manpower to send torturers up there. So they're just going to do it remotely. Like they, like where, you know, like,
1: we have to do at work every single day. They'll just turn the oxygen down. No. <laughs> These are telecommuting torturers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this everybody works yes. remote yeah. now. Exactly. Remote work exactly. torture,
3: yeah. So the, the, the adult in me says that this is terrible, but the kid in me says, I'm glad I wasn't alive when this show was on. <laughs>
0: Even as a child, I would have hated this. It just is so bad.
3: Not even bright-eyed me, being like very very young and fresh-faced to everything, would have found this
1: entertaining. Yeah. No, the, the, this bored the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's because you had taste. And like literally, the only like subplot I can remember is how the Stacks built this like great society. And like high tech cities, but they like devolved into like devolved, yeah. violent beings. Did they know? devolve or did they become free? <laughs> I, I think I think they're in a post truth society. Well, they, they evolved into less intelligent beings. However, you want to parse that out. So they invented yeah. the internet. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. They just spent all their time on uh, the internet looking at incest porn, and it wound up uh, making them dumber.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine Pornhub for Sleestack? And like different forks slamming
2: into each other. Yeah. (laughs) Well, guys. Have you seen that
0: fucking Pitchfork shit? God damn it.
2: (laughs) Came in 15 seconds. I I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you.
0: You know what that shit? It is a two, it is a two fister if you know what I mean. I actually kind of like this.
2: I kind of enjoyed the show. So. Oh <laughs> damn it!
3: Of course you had to.
1: So Adam and Matt are voting to keep it, and me and Mike are voting to chuck it. Yeah. So I guess it, I am. Sh-
0: I guess I am voting. It's just such trash. <laughs> yeah.
2: So now we're on to the new batch. Uh, this is the part of the show where we ask all of the fathers in the room if they would let their children watch this show. Unironically, Mike, would you let little boy or little girl watch this episode? Uh, or watch why? this series?
3: Like, what would be the end game to that? It's like. Hey, do you want to watch a really <laughs> horrible show from before my time that also has dinosaurs in it? Because then, of course, boys gonna be like, "Oh, hell yeah, dinosaurs! I'm in!" And like, oh. well, how
1: long would it take before he realized he made a huge mistake?
3: Yeah, at, I was gonna say when- at his age, probably not long that before he realized he was rickrolled heavily.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be even better if like you actually started showing them this show and like as soon as like the cut it's the credits cut the show starts and then it just goes right into a rick roll Th-
3: 24 minutes of i would rick astley
1: oh, yeah they if, would yeah, be dancing. so much more entertained by that
2: <laughs> <laughs> probably uh matt uh would you let uh mm. darling baby child oh, yeah, watch yeah. their show <laughs> right now <laughs> no no, absolutely
0: no. not. You wouldn't yeah. leave it on the background. There's a lot the of there's a there's a lot of problematic stuff in here, and it's also just so boring. Yeah, it's super duper boring.
1: Yeah,
0: um, we have one female character who does not have much to do. Anyway, but she never has just, to be saved at the very least.
2: She she is utilitarian. I'm not in not in this not episode, in this this episode
0: but I will bet not you. In this episode. I sure. will bet you twenty yeah. million dollars. Yeah, that at some point she needs to be saved. That's a fool's bet. What, what got I, me I, was
3: like she always yeah, has this slack point. jaw yeah. smile. Oh, it's like her mouth's like kind of open, and she's just always like, Hurr. it's like
2: that's how I smile, Mike.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's the question. Okay, so- would we would we let Derek watch this? Would we let? <laughs> <must> de- <laughs> <laughs> it's like Derek like, now. Our child, <laughs> <Mike>, I think.
0: <laughs> I
3: think we could safely say
0: yes. We would.
3: <laughs> would we? Would we actually make him watch this as a joke of Hey, this is our next episode that we're going to be podcasting, so you have to watch this and secretly link. This video to him so that he has to watch I mean, it and then say, oh, no, I watched the wrong episode. And then uh, we all laugh. I
2: think I think the real question is, would we make him watch this or would we tape his eyes open clockwork orange style and force him to enjoy the entire series at once? While squirting? Yes and yes. No. Like, why, no. why this, like,
0: why is this, this is rhetorical? Well, I got to say, guys, I'm concerned about his screen time. I'm worried. <laughs> I've seen a lot of changes in his behavior, yeah. and I, you know, we really, um, it's affecting his development as as our little man. Mm-hmm.
2: We need to make sure that he remembers this series so it needs to be repeated at least three to four times. And if he's bad? We'll inject a little bit of this
0: under his skin and mm.
2: it'll burn. Splendid. <laughs> Whoa wow. <laughs> nice Mike. I didn't
3: know that how you could make that darker and you did it. Nice. I think nice. That, that laugh just made my foreskin a little bit longer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it really flopping around <laughs> now? It's like an elephant yeah. it's flapping it's like an in an the elephant breeze.
3: Trunk just like rolling <laughs> yeah. around. You're picking up God. peanuts with it. <laughs> <laughs> David, we have to keep just
4: this. i laughing on
3: This is just.
4: just... Touching <laughs> their little friend
3: in their eyes. <laughs> this is Blue Mountain Bean <laughs> Beanhole oh, good. Oh, right
0: God. This
2: just is There's a so line ridiculous. of drool. There's just a line of troll. Oh, God. <laughs> God. What's wrong with you? <laughs>
4: Jesus
3: Christ. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Oh, it's so good God. to cry while laughing.
2: <laughs> I, get, I feel like this is like the least prepared that all of us have been at the same time for one of these episodes, and we still have managed to just make... A horrific. Horrific. <laughs> oh, no. It oh, took God. us to a really this dark like, place. <laughs> it really did. Oh, oh,
0: oh. I'm just picturing Mike as like a
1: blind man just using his foreskin. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? He's like,
2: feeling around the house with his foreskin.
0: <laughs> He's just looking for, looking for
2: peanuts with little bits of grime and stuff.
1: <laughs> you know, if five blind men feel Mike... They all come (laughs) up with different heads. (laughs) (laughs) Only three came back because
0: two died in the folds of his foreskin?
2: (laughs) No, one died in the folds of his foreskin. The second one just stayed. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell has become of us? Well, he joined all the others. There's a whole family in there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is it wrong that I named them? (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, you, they're yours
3: now little rumpled foreskin yeah.
0: they're gonna come Rumble out looking
3: skin. like they're gonna come out looking like winkleberry they've evolved God. in there It's they're gonna all look like Saka. <laughs> oh,
1: man oh man Okay, none
2: of that makes the podcast. Oh, come (laughs) on. I think all of that is the podcast. (laughs) That's the Patreon.
0: (laughs) I'm so mean to Mike, I'm sorry.
3: Uh, (laughs) This is is the good kind of humor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The kind that only hurts Mike? No. I don't think this is hurting Mike. This is just ludicrousness. This is pure insanity.
3: The foreskin really got me there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know what to include in our our callbacks. Do you think oh that? This do f- you skin. think? Do you, you think th- this?
0: What? <laughs> Go ahead. Do you think sleesack stack foreskin is like Wait. sandpaper?
1: Wait, tongue? Wouldn't <laughs> what? They're they're forked, aren't they? Wouldn't it be eight skin? Yeah. Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you do the math so fast? Did you break it down into fours? He he
3: wrote it down seventeen times before he said it. Oh, I'm I'm binary.
2: He, <laughs> he broke it down into uh, sleeve stacks. Yeah. Yeah. How
0: many uh, stacks? Yeah, Two those. It probably feels like a combination of between sandpaper and snakeskin.
2: Or mm. or it's actually just incredibly supple skin because they actually keep it folded up in their cloaca. Before they're ready oh, to cloaca. Bump around. cloaca! 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 <laughs> cloaca! It, it, cloaca! Cloaca is a, a town in Mexico. Subsequent to Cloaca,
0: <laughs> Cloaca.
3: Cloaca. Um, if it's, if it's Cloaca, there's an X in there somewhere.
0: Hey, I mean, whatever works.
2: We we have entered the Sumerian Redemption. This is where. Our Sumerians get to redeem points that they've earned from summarizing cartoons. Those points are used for removing cartoons from the list, from the sacred list, adding <laughs> cartoons to the sacred list, or pissing David off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Sumerian redemption, our version of Egyptian Rat Screw. <laughs>
1: So, for Sumerian Redemption, Derek has texted in, and we're adding the Legend of Prince Valiant to the list.
2: Nice. Okay. Okay.
1: I love Prince Valiant.
2: Consider it done.
1: Those old comics are so beautiful. And the next uh, redemption is mine. I am (laughs) removing... Ultimate Spider-Man. Splendid! What? The Spider-Man we didn't even know we had because it didn't start with spider. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs>
2: Did I see that? Is it good? Well, we're not going to know now, are we? We
1: will never know. Well, not for a long time. It's It, it goes onto the wait
2: list. Oh, that's true. But it's it 2012
1: to 2017. Back.
2: David, we are only down to six different Spider-Man shows now. What? We the only fuck? have six, six Spider-Man. Why would you do this? I to can't us? We- I can't web to that. <laughs> Spider-Man.
4: <laughs> we want cartoons twenty-six
2: hours a day. Reverse Redcon, where David performs some sort of math voodoo to tell us what's happening in the future.
1: All, all right. right, all right. Let's see ooh. here. Come on, what baby. is the index five hundred eight? Ooh, ooh, we'll five hundred eight. That. that sounds
0: great. That could be a Spider-Man, gentlemen. We have the real Ghostbusters.
4: <gasps> oh, oh, oh fuck!
1: Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so uh,
3: good. we finally have another Ducktales episode type. Aren't you glad you're
1: here, Mike? I'm you glad you. Aren't you glad you're eligible for this? No, wait. You've already got a. You've already got something in the queue, don't you?
0: Yeah, he's doing Gobots. Yeah, he's doing Gobots. Oh, hey, you can't maybe, do the. Maybe... You
1: can't do the real Ghostbusters, Mike. No, nah, I can't.
0: What, How what come if, he doesn't get have... to repeat? I, we constantly yeah. repeat. <laughs> Matt and I are always repeating. <laughs> yeah, we, we always
3: yeah, have back-to-back episodes. We've all learned what happens when I host.
0: Yeah, great things. Wonderful like, things. Yeah, like the mask.
2: Exactly. Real Ghostbusters episode fifty one.
0: All right, I'm excited. Who's gonna be who's gonna be doing
2: it, David? Yeah, who's our Sumerian for that one? Beep boop beep boop beep boop beep, 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 boop, beep. That would be Adam. <laughs> oh,
0: Adam.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like How
2: a word for you. Wait, 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 I get, wait, wait, I get both Ghostbusters. Both Ghostbusters show. Next week on Amazingly Terrible, My Little Pony and Friends, episode 13, The Ghost of Paradise Estates, part three of four. And on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, The Real Ghostbusters, episode 51, Hard Night's Day. Oh, yeah. For Amazingly Terrible, I have been Adam Sleestack. For
1: Amazingly Terrible, I have been very tired. For Amazingly Terrible, I have been David Marshall.
3: <laughs> For Amazingly Terrible, I have been Mike Shit Stuck to My Fur. That's it. <laughs> I like how it's a question mark, too.
2: <laughs> Mike like Shit, shit Stuck to My Fur? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. It'd be easier in Japanese because I could just add ka to the end of it and you dig a question we'll just do it anyway cow.
2: you're like <laughs> shit stuck to my fur cup huh? <laughs> oh <my
3: God. laughs> that makes it
2: cow, very
0: it sounds so very dirty
1: amazingly terrible is produced by David and Adam music by Josh Woodward send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com Just, just a quick tangent here. Um, yeah. Who's, like, still listening to the, the Dana Gouldauer? The Me. What? Me.
0: Yeah, the Dana Gouldauer. Well, well, it's Dana wor- it's worth a listen, know. especially some of the early
1: episodes. You, you'll probably have heard this joke before, but how great would it have been if uh, Trump gave a, con- a concession speech and the, and his entire speech was just, The aristocrats! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: terrible. Yes, I heard that that episode. Oh, great.